It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. And we'll continue to explore it. I just wanted to have a chat with Brett Rosebury this morning. The umpires have done their bit, so we'll just continue our conversation on that front shortly. Brett, welcome to Crunch Time. Hi, Jared. Thanks for having me. Our most experienced umpire of the day. It's the existential question we're posing to everyone. What becomes of an umpire who can't blow the whistle? Yeah, well, it's uh, obviously we're no different to the whole of the society and the football world. It impacted us um, and impacted some umpires more than others. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, definitely a different world we're living in at the moment. What have you, so what have you stopped doing that uh, would ordinarily be, be part of your umpiring week? Yeah, so there's obviously no group training and uh, group coaching sessions, but we've still got access to all the online coaching material and and vision and videos that we can watch um, and just doing your own remote training, um, trying to improvise where you can. So you you get to stay sharp? Oh, I think think it's probably important to have a little bit of a downtime. It's obviously mentally challenging to stay up. Uh, we just got through pre-season and got through round one and, and then ultimately to be turned off. Um, so I think it's unrealistic for expecting all the umpires to stay mentally sharp all this time. Um, but we know that when the game games resume, um, we'll, be, we'll be there ready to umpire and uh, ready to go. Brett, you have just turned 40 years of age. You've umpired 418 games. I reckon it's your 20th year in, in the competition, or, or maybe 19th. Will the layoff do you good, or will it be detrimental to you? And, and how long can you keep going for? Yeah, I'm not sure. I sort of felt like I had a really good pre-season, and um, I was ready for round one. So uh, I guess... Yeah, the shorter season and the shorter quarters, I think, will definitely help a few of us older guys. Um, not sure. I think I'll keep umpiring for as long as I love it. Uh, still enjoy it. Still enjoy the challenge. Um, but as you know, once the body gives in, uh, that might be the first thing to go. Uh, Brett, Sam Edmund here. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Obviously, there was a bit of a haggle over the uh, players doing their bit when it came time to the financial sacrifice that they were willing to make, but it emerged yesterday that you guys and girls as a collective uh, quietly accepted the 50% cut until the end of of May, and it's the exact same arrangement as the players, 70% if the season shutdown continues beyond then. Yeah, there was a week-long discussion between uh, the Umpires Association and um, and ultimately Rob Kerr, the new CEO, we had to bring him in a couple of weeks earlier and with Grant Williams and, and Steve Hocking we were able to agree on some new terms for the remainder of this year and um, I mean, we appreciate that it's a difficult time out there for everyone but we still feel that the umpires have got an important role to play once the games get back up and running. Brett, the, most of the umpires, I assume, are working as well. So in your situation, you know, if you're not, you're not doing your umpiring, but which I, I know is a job, 
but I assume you're, you're doing something else. There's not too many full-time umpires as far as I'm aware. Uh, have you been able to at least keep, you know, obviously you've got to keep your fitness up in some capacity as an umpire and your decision-making and rules and all that sort of stuff, but the reality is have you got another job that you can do? Or is there something you can do, you know, to keep yourself, uh, to keep yourself busy, I guess? Yeah, I guess we've got a mix. Between the boundaries and the goal umpires, yes, all of those would have other jobs um, or be uni students. In the field umpiring group, um, there's a, you know, we've really converted and transitioned our outside careers to really suit and commit to the AFL. So we've got umpires that really only work point two because of Monday, oh, Tuesday footy, Thursday night footy, a lot of travel. Yeah. Um, balancing all that kind of stuff. We have got some full-time umpires that choose not to work, and so this is their primary income. Um, and we've got umpires that ultimately have lost two jobs in a week and a day. So, you know, it is a big impact, just like the community, for our umpires. So we just try to build a lot of support and welfare systems around that through the association, and it's um, great that the AFL has also provided some support to our members. Hey, Brett, how many grand finals on the resume now? Is it is it eight? Uh, it is eight. There was a lucky draw in there, so yeah, <laughs> you got the extra one. And you're generally given the new ball, aren't you? You're you're normally the man entrusted with the opening bounce. I think in most of those grand finals. Tell us, I don't know how regularly you work on the craft, but this is a one of the untold stories of uh, uh, field umpires. Just the anxiety that can build up with some of them when it comes to the the difficulty of bouncing the ball, and it's a, a confidence skill like anything else that we uh, witness with our players. How much work do you put into that? And tell us about the mental responsibility you take on when it comes to say the opening bounce of a grand final. Yeah, it's obviously a lot of pressure on umpires to execute everything well. Um, the bounce, some guys find it super easy and some guys find it a little bit more challenging, just like uh, putting on the golf green, I sort of align it to. But um, sometimes you, you're seeing them well and hitting them well and other days you, you're not sure when the next straight one's going to come. So, you know, we work super hard on all the aspects of our umpiring and at the moment people might see me down at uh, the park bouncing the ball by myself, which might look a little bit weird, but um, it's something that we're still ticking over and trying to keep the, uh, the skill fully executed. How did you find umpiring at the empty MCG? Yeah, it was it was a different. I think I mean the the, the I umpired Hawthorne and, and Brisbane. Um, I, you could really sense the play. It was a different intensity. There was a lot more trust talking and uh, <laughs> friendly ban a friendly banter between the players. Now that does usually occur, but I guess the crowd generally would drown a lot of that that banter out and the players I think were trying to create their own energy and atmosphere out there so uh, there was a lot more trash talking than uh, normal. Hey let's let's be fair Brett come on you, you didn't get any grief from the fans it couldn't have been any easier for the umpires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, a, it was a different uh, headspace to be umpiring in um, still though it was about the concentration I mean it was quite easy to to just sort of drift off with, with no atmosphere and energy. But between the the three of us, we're all mic'd up and we just tried to keep each other engaged and concentrate in small little blocks. And and the players, I think, were pretty engaged also, keeping you pretty switched on. Was that's probably going to be the reality when the game resumes, that that's, it will be like that. Is Do you think it, it's something that you'll get used to or do you reckon it will always be peculiar? 
Uh, I think, like anything, you'll get used to it over time. Um, we can't wait for the fans to come back and the atmosphere to come back. I think everyone is desperate for that to occur. So we're no different as the umpires. We we love umpiring and it's uh, we definitely know it's more fun umpiring when there's a big crowd there. Brett, it's good to have a chance to chat. Good luck through this period. Uh, are you, you're working in the finance sector, is that right? Yeah, so I'm lucky I'm still employed. Um, I work for Ticketmaster, so it's uh, not not ideal. We've had about 1,500 cancelled or postponed events, so it's a bit of a <laughs> mad time trying to get everyone their money back and refund and reschedule shows for later in the year, hopefully. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a stressful time there too. Good luck on that front. Yes, there's many a footy fan who will be sweating on you there as well. Good on you, Brett. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.